0: So, uh, we're at the convention doing the podcast, which is a lot of fun. I'm Julie Van Dusen, and I'm joined by Susan Delacourt, columnist with the uh, Toronto Star, and Rob Russo, who is the former bureau chief of CP and CBC, and now a big political My analyst. Your future sounds
1: like it's behind you. Your
0: title is awfully long. I'm just saying, your title is really long. So, we just heard the speech. So, Susan, uh, the Prime Minister's speech, what did you think of it?
2: Well, I couldn't. Uh, I, I thought it was a good speech. I thought it did what it needed to do. Uh, more so, I, it, it exceeded my expectations. Actually, he's he's had a rough few months. I would have totally expected him to come in here and you know say all the talking point things. But it was a really interesting speech for um, how its breadth in terms of time. Yeah. Um, I don't know, we can talk about this, but I, I was there in 2013 when he won and it was in a room... When he a, won the leadership. When he won the leadership, yeah. which he referred to tonight. And he was, uh, he was in a room that they couldn't even fill over in the Westin Hotel mm-hmm. next door. And it was very subdued, but he raised that tonight. He, and he, he gave some of the markers along the way, you know, conservatives are, are our friends. The sunny ways the better is always possible he it was a speech deliberately punctuated with references to look how far we've come since i couldn't even fill a room over there in 2013.
0: Mm -hmm. and so that's something for them to all think about rob did you see it as a a speech just to delegates or is this a speech you could give on a campaign
1: well i think it was tailored to the delegates for uh, um quite deliberately. I talked to a whole bunch of people before the speech. What do you need him to to say? What do you want him to say? Um, He needs to recognize that we're weary, that we've been at this for a long time, and that we need a a, a jolt of energy. Um, And and we need to hear that he is going to get off the mat. They feel like he's been on on the mat a little bit. Get off the mat. Um, They they needed to hear that he's looking through the windshield, not just the rearview mirror. Uh, and that he's got some gas in the tank, that he, he has that energy as well.
0: Fire in the belly as we call yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, a, a quick word with people and they say, yeah, yeah he, he did it for us. Uh, some people said that um, we needed to him, him to, to say that he's going to connect on the economy a, l- a little bit more. But th- the goal was, I think, to energize people because this is probably the last time he's going to be in the same room with a lot of these people before an election. It, seem, it seems like he achieved that goal.
0: And he said an election is something that we'll see in two years. Yep. Now?
2: Uh, the, the people who decide that are not in the room tonight. That's the NDP. Um, so yeah, I think he's still planning on that too. I think everybody knows what's going to be the takeaway lines from this speech. It won't just be about the hopeful future. It will be Pierre Polyev. Right. Uh, very, very deliberately, the, the wake up, Mr. Polyev, the brokenest party, the litany of ways in which he described Polyev as not serious. Uh, I thought was uh, the, this crowd was lapping that up. They loved that. Uh, I think what Rob is saying is they want to fight. You know, I, I and when he said the bruising. You know, they we, we get bruised up. Mm-hmm. He's referring to not just today in the House of Commons where they did get bruised up, but I think the weariness of the of the party too. And they want to know that he's that guy who walked into the ring again, with uh, into a boxing ring and can can fight. And he was he was that guy with wake up. Yeah, and also
0: just when you see him in the House of Commons all the time, it's like he's being pummeled. Right? And it's uh, you don't see him necessarily fight back in the House of Commons. He'll say, well, we wanted to do this, but you didn't want to do this. Whereas his speech, I got the impression there was more fight in it.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that that foreshadows an important difference between Justin Trudeau, when he became Prime Minister in 2015, and the Justin Trudeau that Canadians are going to see in the next election. In, in many ways, it was interesting to hear him hearkening back to sunny Ways, yep. he's going to have to talk about dark days yep. in the next campaign. Yep. And he started to do that tonight. The dark days of Pierre Poilievre. People know Justin Trudeau, he's been around, he, they know what he's, he's about. He's got to try and sow doubt about what a Pierre Poilievre government would be about. And that's dark, storminess, um, You know. Um, uh, uh, women's right to choose under under assault
2: biggest lines tonight. That, yeah, that's right to <clears throat> yeah yeah. Th- the-
1: those were the lines that lifted people out of their seats and you can expect a campaign built around that you got to wonder though if he's not gonna have to put more in the window to get others who are switchers to vote for the Liberal Party as well.
0: When you say switchers, what do you
1: mean? People who go back and forth. It was very interesting, Susan mentioned it, that he made an appeal to conservatives who might not find a home with Pierre Poilier, who might find that he's too extreme. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was a very, very interesting line. Everybody knows that he's trying to squash the NDP vote as well. But that was, uh, I think, a hint that they feel like that there might be some people who cannot stomach the thought of voting for Pierre Poilievre. He's got to get those people to come out and vote for him as well.
0: And and we've talked about this before, but he he, he actually talked about that in the uh, Volkswagen speech when he when he when he made out of the blue, yes, out out of the announcement when he was there. When he when he kind of said you know I'm surrounded by progressive conservatives kind of yep. as opposed to he was making the contrast.
2: Yep, he, right. he's obviously thinking about Mr. Polyev a lot too. But I agree that was a that was a tell, right. in the, uh, it, the it was in Montreal his first convention where he said they are your they're they're not your enemies they're your neighbors, and he's doing that again, with uh, with these guys too. I think. The darkness that Rob's Mm -hmm. talking about too, they're talking about Donald Trump, right? right? And Mm -hmm. that's no coincidence then that Hillary Clinton is here tomorrow night. And they want, these are Liberals who watched what happened in the United States, they want people to think Polyev is our Donald Trump and Hillary's going to give us some advice about how to keep that wolf from the door.
0: Is that how you see Hillary Clinton's appearance
2: tomorrow
1: night? Uh, absolutely, and let's not forget: if the election goes to 2025, it'll be probably a few months after what looks like another Donald Trump run at this, where abortion is going to be a huge mm-hmm. issue in the United States. Uh, and what what happens on the other side of the 49th parallel, it does come up. It is happening here. We are seeing extremism on both sides. I, I would say, uh, and, and so. Is that something that the Liberals are going to be uh, upset about if they see that kind of extremism, particularly on the right? Are, are they going to be happy about seeing a Donald Trump uh, candidacy? Mm-hmm. Probably not. They're not going to want a Donald Trump presidency if they're still in office, but a candidacy, that, suit, that exactly. suits them quite well, I think,
2: in the, in the months
1: ahead of a possible Canadian election. He right. was
2: probably never so popular as when Donald Trump was... Uh, sure. it, it, tonight in the video, they showed that famous uh, thing where he, he gripped... Trump's arm, Do you remember the handshake, right. yeah. which was all orchestrated right. yeah. and choreographed to show that this was not a guy who was going to get pushed around by Donald Trump. Right. Right. And that was in the video for Liberals tonight, they loved it.
0: So I mean, just speaking about Trudeau's leadership though, we've all kind of watched who might be you know in in the in like waiting in the scenes to kind of jump in but are, are you getting any sense of that susan mm-hmm. that anyone wants to jump in and replace him is he is he in trouble in any way
2: i've covered the liberal party when leaders were in trouble i don't think he's in that kind of trouble i don't i, I don't see it but there are people who would like to replace him i'm sure and then most of them are on the stage right. you know melanie jolie mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Champagne, uh, the Energizer, energizer Bunny. Um, I'm blanking now. Uh,
1: uh, I was interested to see somebody like Marco Mendocino working the room tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy who spent the last few summers perfecting his French. Uh, and I'm, I don't think it's just because he he wants to be able to answer questions in the House of Commons. Or
0: order That's right, yeah. uh, and
1: and I, I I think that Melanie Joly was given this slot ahead of Mr. Trudeau quite quite by design. He he's. He doesn't seem offended by the thought that somebody might want to replace him someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in some instances, it, I, I, you just have to look at the, the last Cabinet shuffle. He's doing what he can to give people the experience required so that they're going to be in a position to replace him should they make that decision.
2: Mm-hmm. I asked him about this myth, that I asked PMO a while back about this myth that Mark Carney is, you know, the Paul Martin waiting, you know, yeah. to, and uh, they said if we were in a feud with Mark Carney. Would we have asked him to speak at the last convention? There, or, Rob's more right. Is they? My understanding is that Justin Trudeau is in is not being pushed out the door, no, no. and is uh, probably keen to see a lively band of people vying to replace him.
0: Well, by the time he does go through the next election, he will be ready to leave, I right? One would think. But, I'm surprised
2: maybe. he's not ready now.
1: Did I just hear you making a, a, a prediction that he's definitely going to run <laughs> in the next election?
2: Well, he said so <laughs> numerous times, yeah. so I guess he we said, have to...
1: T- he said it would be his honor to lead, honor. To lead oh, okay. uh, Liberals good, into the next catch. election. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his right. yeah. yeah. right. honor, okay, yeah. he didn't
0: so kind of like the Paul Martin, I have yeah. no intention yeah. of yes. running, yes. but it doesn't mean I won't, exactly, or take... So any other thoughts before we
2: close down the
0: podcast. I
2: think, I I, I won't speak for Rob, but I'll tell you what Rob and I were saying before. (laughs) I had come here with kind of low expectations because you get caught up in the negativity and the, you know, it's been a gloomy three or four months for the Liberals. But I was very surprised, A, by the turnout and by the mood. The mood is good.
0: Well, I think it really picked up during the speech. I yep. saw the Prime Minister going from room to room earlier today, and I thought it was a little bit tepid in terms of the response. But yep. maybe it's because he was interrupting all the sessions. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, everyone wanted to get a selfie with him. But I thought there was a lot of energy in the room tonight. So it seemed. Yeah. You, were up. okay? Any any other thoughts, Rob?
1: No, I'm. I'm. I've got your right down here for 2025. Justin Trudeau is running, (laughs) definitely running. Nobody's recording this. No, no. Okay, good.
0: Of course not. Anyway, it was great talking to you. It was fun. And for the first time, we're not in our pajamas. Isn't this great? Okay, have a great night.